Thank you for choosing to listen to the Mummy on a Break podcast. I am Maria Newman, otherwise known as Mummy on a Break. My journey to becoming Mummy on a Break started back in 2016. That's the year I took voluntary redundancy whilst on maternity leave with my second baby and without really having a plan. The only thing I knew at that moment was that I needed to change my job and if I didn't seize the day and take my chance, I'd be in the same job doing the same thing up until I retired. That thought really scared me. So long story short, I embarked on my journey of being mummy on a break, which started with me actually deciding to start my own business. And by following a very windy road led me to create the life I really wanted. I now help women who are like the old me. I help busy working mums who are fed up of the routine, the daily routine, and want to take back control and create the life they really want in their work, their relationships, their wellness, their money, and the fun stuff. If you want to find out more about how I can help you, then check out my website, mummyonabreak.co.uk and click work with me. However, for now, sit back, relax and enjoy this podcast episode. Welcome to the Mummy on a Break podcast. My name is Maria Newman and I am Mummy on a Break. You can find out more about me and what I do as Mummy on a Break on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. This podcast series is all about taking care of yourself inside and out. And I will be interviewing six amazing women who are experts in their field and who will be sharing their secrets with us on how we can look good on the inside and out. Today, my guest is Becky Barnes. Becky is a qualified personal style and color consultant. She helps women to become confident in their clothes and inspires them to build a wearable, sustainable wardrobe that they'll love all year round. To quote her words, clothes aren't frivolous. They can actually be life-changing. Once you accept your authentic self and understand how to dress to make the most of your natural shape and colouring, there'll be no stopping you. So this podcast episode is about how to dress well so that you feel good on the inside and have inner confidence. Thanks, Becky, for joining me today. Thank you for having me. How exciting. So, before we jump into it, tell us a bit about yourself, your story, how you got to where you are today. Okay, well, that was a very lovely introduction, which I think pretty much sums up what I do. But I haven't always done this, so... Like many people, I went to university and followed a more traditional career path. So I spent the first 20 years of my career in a corporate environment um, and it served me well. I'm I'm not complaining about it. Um, But when I had my 40th birthday, lots of things were happening around that time. And it really made me think it was one of those milestones which make you stop and consider your life. And I realized that I wasn't very happy. I didn't have the life I wanted. I didn't have a great work-life balance with my family. And I didn't have a job I loved. And I was so jealous of people who used to say or use the hashtag, love my job. 
and I, I never loved my job. I've liked it, but it's never, I never jumped out of bed in the morning and think, yes, I'm going to work and this is what I truly believe in. And so I, I had to think sort of really hard about what it is that I did like and then how I could perhaps transition from one career to another. And the one thing I loved in my corporate role was um, something that I used to do on the side, basically, of my day job, which was mentoring women. And that involved empowering women and encourage them to really realise their potential and climb up through the ranks of an essentially male-dominated job. And I thought, wouldn't it be brilliant if I could continue with that female empowerment, but with a subject matter that lit me up and financial services didn't kind of light me up. But I've always loved colour and clothing and shopping. And so there seemed to be a natural fit between the subject matter that I was passionate about, also doing something that I thought was making a real difference. So I jacked my job in, retrained, leapt into the world of self-employment without really knowing what on earth that entailed. And then five years later, here we are. Crikey. So it was a brave step. And, you know, going for having such a big career change as well. It's not like you're going from a financial services job where you work for somebody to having a financial services job where that's what you do as self-employment. Amazing. So how can the clothes we wear help to give us that inner confidence? What happens? Uh, gosh, big question, Maria, big question. Really, I see clothes as an outward reflection of the person who's on the inside. And I feel that when women are really connected to their true self and then dress in a way which is projecting that, then they become very powerful. And this is because you're stepping into your authentic self. You are presenting your true self to the world. And by doing so, you really step into your power. I think so many of us feel the pressure to dress a certain way or follow the trends or be this, that or the other. Um, and really, that's not the answer. The answer is to look within, understand who you are, and then your clothes should reflect that, quite simply. Yeah, I, I mean, similar to you, I worked um, in a male-dominated industry, and you could definitely see in the main, because women were um, the minority, just how it was, there was more of that corporate tailoring, muted colours, just as a way of fitting in so that obviously you know you're you you subconsciously think that you're going to be more successful if you're not dissimilar from a man or if you're not standing out in your true self and letting your personality shine through your clothes yeah I get that I, I often say to people if you find yourself in a work environment where you cannot truly express yourself and I admit you may have to water yourself down a little bit to suit the environment but if you feel you're having to be a completely different person to go into the workplace and to succeed in the workplace you might well be in the wrong job I know myself I had to water myself down 
And there's an expression which is, when you deny yourself self-expression, it can lead to depression. And that's certainly a place I found myself in because when you're having to present a different self, not the self that you want to present over a long period of time, it actually wears you down. Mm. Um, and, and if you can then turn it around, it becomes a much more powerful thing. But so many times I see women in particular who are afraid of being their true selves. One, because they don't want to stand out. Two, they don't want to be rejected. And I think three, we're just also worried about what everybody else is going to think. But the reality is that your biggest critic is normally yourself. Oh, yes, yes. I mean, I, I, <laughs> I say to people often, I have an inner critic and um, her name is Vera. And um, yeah, she can be really loud sometimes. So, you know, we have this love-hate relationship. Um, so obviously lots of women come to you on the basis of, you know, they want, they want to use their clothes more effectively and, and wear the clothes more effectively and be educated on, you know, how their clothes can make them feel comfortable and confident. So what changes do you see in women you work with from the moment they sort of first come to see you to then when they feel more confident to pick their clothes and be more conscious of what they're actually wearing? Mm -hmm. There's normally a trigger point which prompts a woman to make contact with me. And they're normally sort of life-changing events. So it might be a big birthday. It might be a change in relationship. It might be a change in career or a promotion. It might be children leaving home. It might be weight gain, weight loss. All those things can sort of propel you into a state of uncertainty and just not knowing what's going to work anymore. So women normally come to me in a state of either overwhelm or confusion. They just don't know what works for them anymore. Um, they don't know where to start if they want a fresh start. Um, they, dressings become a bit of a hassle or perhaps quite functional. And then we work through a process and my job is to get into your head and to understand who you are. Um, and the personality side is just as important as the mechanics of what your coloring is and what your body shape is. And then when we then apply all the things that will work on you, then it takes all those things away. So you move away from a state of overwhelm and into a state of understanding and you move away from a sense of not knowing into a state of clarity and you move away from a state of just not having fun into actually finding joy in your wardrobe, being more creative um, and you step into dressing become, becoming a joy rather than a big pain in the bum. Definitely. Or getting into that, um, the pattern of, well, I open my wardrobe and when I wear those jeans, I automatically wear that jumper. Or when I wear that skirt, I automatically wear that top. And it's, it's, it, it just becomes automatic, but not something that you're enjoying doing because it all, all of a sudden becomes just a practical thing. I need to wear clothes. Yes. Well, it's not surprising that we fall into that trap, basically, because we're busy. Mm. You know, we're busy and our brain is already 
so full of other stuff that we're thinking about and considering that when we go to the wardrobe, we don't want to be spending a lot of time. And so your brain will just help you take the path of least resistance, which is when you pick up a top, you will automatically think of the things that you've worn it with before and you will build that outfit. I see it all the time <laughs> and I understand. I do it myself. Um, so uh, one of the things I really love about what you do is the fact that you, um, you take the colour palette or you, that suits the individual and it's not just um, skin tone and you've already mentioned it, it's bringing out the personality of that individual as well. Tell me about how that actually works. What, what process do you go through? Uh, well, there's a chatting phase. <laughs> just asking a series of personal questions really just to understand who you are and you will know if I'm reading you off a list of sort of personality attributes which ones are you and which ones aren't you will know if you are shy versus if you are gregarious you will know if you are gosh um colorful or you prefer neutral there's lots of things that you just don't have to think about you just know if you're those things and so i spend a bit of time actually drawing that information out of you and then i bring out my box of many colors and the draping process begins which is literally placing all different colors on you underneath your face so we can understand which colors are reflecting best with your skin tone and quite often what's coming out in terms of colors whether they are bold or softer or bright or more muted they are things which are working with your own character um, color characteristics but they also seem to fit really well with the personality as well and if there's a slight imbalance between what's happening color wise personality wise we can just make the appropriate tweaks and can you see when um women you work with go from avoiding certain colours because they think it might make them stand out a bit more to having worked with you and then being more confident with the colours and the patterns that they wear. Can you see a shift in um, how they come across and how they're starting to feel more confident in their own skin? Absolutely, because sometimes as well we just don't know or we're not sure ourselves and so to sit down and have a discussion and work through a process with somebody gives you that confidence that what you're wearing does actually suit you and more often or not women have a really good inbuilt radar in terms of what works and what doesn't you sort of know if you put on one shade of purple and try it with another you will know which one is better for you but sometimes you just need that person with you to say yeah absolutely spot on and then once you've got that you don't have to think about it again you can just carry it forward and have the confidence to wear those colors so to be honest with you before i had my styling session with with you which was only the other week um and sort of i've already mentioned it selecting clothes for me on what i was going to wear for the day was mainly driven by um, comfort and practicality. And I wasn't opening the wardrobe going, oh no, I must be comfortable and thus must be practical. It was just, you know, like you said, it's an automatic thing that you just get yourself into. Um, so I was wearing more or less the same types of clothes or the same combination of clothes all the time. How can women get themselves out of that routine um, 
and use their wardrobe better? Mm, good question. Um, and funnily enough, this month I'm challenging myself to use more of my wardrobe because I realise that, you know, I'm like a lot of women in so much as I tend to go back to the same pieces. And that becomes even more exaggerated the more busy my weeks become. But what you can do is just keep track of what you're wearing. So if you have a wardrobe where things are hung up, place all the coat hangers with the metal bits facing the same way. And then when you've uh, worn the item and washed it and put it back, turn the hanger the other way. So there's a distinction. You can see at a glance which things you've already used and which things you haven't. Same with a drawer. You might want to put everything up one side of the drawer and then when you take a top or a jumper out, when you wash it, wear it, put it the other side or put it in a different drawer altogether. Because again, if you have a drawer where things are stacked up, you will take the thing that's towards the top, which means that when you wash it and put it back, it then goes back in on the top. So you're only ever seeing that, that item. So make a conscious effort to make note of what you are taking out and try and mix it up. Also, if you're bringing in something new to your wardrobe, before you put it away, make at least three different looks and capture them somehow. Either put them on and take a photo or lay them out on your bed and take a photo. Because that way, first thing you've done the kind of hard work up front and you've figured out what works together and what is creating the look that you want to achieve. Um, and you've given yourself options from the beginning because what will happen otherwise is invariably the first outfit you make with it will be the only one that you ever wear from that that point on yeah i think I, i've probably got the same shopping um technique as any woman which is you go out to the shop when you have the time and you haven't got children around you um and you just buy clothes you don't necessarily think what 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 is that jumper going to go with? What will that shirt go with? What might I wear or pair with those trousers? So to make that conscious decision or, or to actually make time to go, okay, then what could I wear with this particular piece? It just, it takes the brain work out of it when you actually want to wear it. So you know, oh yeah, I know it goes with that skirt, those trousers, that leg those leggings and, and job done. So it's actually saving you time, isn't it? Exactly. And it could save you money because when you get it back, if you can't make at least three different looks, then you've got two choices. You've either got to go and buy some more items to add to it or you can take it back. And I would suggest the latter and take it back because otherwise, if you can't put it with anything, it's going to become what I call an orphan piece. It'll just languish in your wardrobe, not being able to be worn because it's got no nothing to go with it yeah <laughs> i'm only laughing because i'm thinking yeah i've probably had a couple of orphan pieces without even realizing it we've all got them we've all got them but if you then adopt the strategy of trying to find some combinations before you put it away you will know whether you've got an orphan piece or not and if you have got an orphan piece it's probably time for a refund <laughs> So um, are there some staple items that you recommend everyone has in their wardrobe? <laughs> there 
everybody asks me this everybody and there are so many sort of standard lists of oh, essential items that every woman should have in their wardrobe and invariably it consists of something like a crisp white shirt and a little black dress and a trench coat and chelsea boot and a skinny jean I don't know how you can create a generic list which is going to be applicable to every single woman out there because we're all so different. We have different lifestyles, we have different jobs, we have different colourings, we have different bodies, we have different personalities. So how can you create one list which is going to work for everybody? So the only thing I can come up with which is a generic sort of guide is that you need something to wear on your top half you need something to wear on your bottom half you need some layering pieces you need some accessories and really it's just understanding yourself to determine which of those pieces you need and in fact if you're a type of person that doesn't like separates you're going to need to get a load of dresses or jumpsuits because that's going to work for you so it's really understanding who you are and also a great place to start is where you what you've already got so have a look in your wardrobe what are the sort of pieces that you turn to time and time again which ones make you feel really good which ones are tried and tested which ones feel like you when you've got them on and then take those as your starting point and build around that also helps if you are working within a color palette as well because again, you'll find that when you start doing that, more clothes will go together mm. because all the colors will work with each other because they have been somehow created from the same family and are therefore tonally harmonious with each other. Yes, I still have, obviously, I've got my little pouch of colors in my handbag for when eventually I venture out and do some more shopping. Um, <laughs> So something that has stuck with me, and I really liked the concept, was um, you talking about the, I'm going to call it the cocktail concept, I, I, that might have been the word you used, um, and in my case, gin and tonic. So I like the fact now that I'm, again, it's all about making a conscious decision, looking in my wardrobe and saying, right, not necessarily, is it tonic, or is it gin, or, you know, is which way is the balance, but just being more aware of colours, because again, I wasn't looking in my wardrobe and thinking, oh, what colours might I wear today? You know, it was that literal, practical, what goes together, and it was all done on a subconscious level. So talk to me more about the, the use of colours and the use of the, the gin and the tonic. Well, to explain the concept, it's something I learned actually from a stylist in America called Hilary Rushford. She calls it the two-part fashion cocktail. And she splits out the colour palette into colours and neutrals, which is the same as um, I do. Your neutrals are things like black, white, navy, tan, taupe, stone, grey, camel. And your colours are colours, pinks, yellows, greens, purples, etc. She um, equates the neutrals to a non-alcoholic part of a cocktail. So in your case, that's your tonic. And the colours are the alcoholic elements. So that is your gin. 
And there is no right or wrong combination for those things. But once you understand there's a distinction between them, there's a distinction between non-alcoholic and alcoholic and what happens when you crash them together, then that it just becomes more fun. And you will find your own sort of natural rhythm with it. Um, I always, always um, have to have some gin <laughs> in my outfit. I should ask. <laughs> but if I put on all neutral, so my outfit actually is quite neutral today. I've got a black velvet skirt and I've got a top and black um, top. So by itself, that is all neutral. It is my tonic. By wearing neutrals, it is inoffensive. It doesn't stand out. You can't really do too much of it. It's, it's safe. There's no element of jeopardy there. But I don't feel like me when I'm just wearing tonic. So I have to add in gin somehow. So I've got my orange um, earrings, orange boots, a bright ring, some bright um, nail varnish. And that brings my gin into it. And it's not until I've added the gin in that I feel I come alive and the outfit becomes me and I really own it and love it. So it's just understanding, again, your own personal preferences. What do you really enjoy wearing? What feels like you? Are you an 80% tonic, 20% gin? Or are you the other way around? Or in fact, do you hate gin and you would never wear it? You just always want to have a very classic tonic look. Oh, I love it. I love it. Um, so what advice would you give our listeners on if they want to make changes and be more conscious about what they're wearing? What advice would you give? Um, I think, first of all, you just need to identify what problem are you trying to solve here? Are you trying to get more clarity on what's working? Are you trying to get more wear out of your wardrobe are you trying to make more conscious choices about the brands that you're using or the way that you're shopping so before you can take a step forward it's actually nailing what it is that you want to tackle here and then just focus in on one thing at a time other than feeling that you have to do an enormous transformation just start small tackle the thing that's really bugging you the most or causing you the most stress and then make little steps forward from that point on and then my final question what three things would you like our listeners to take away from our conversation today you know thinking about the the con being confident as well as you know what your clothes can do for you to help that happen firstly you've mentioned it right at the beginning which clothes are not frivolous so many women, I think, particularly when you step into role of motherhood, you put your own personal needs right to the bottom of the list and everybody else comes before you. And then therefore, there's almost a guilt attached to the process of spending time on yourself, spending time or money on your clothes. But in fact, it's a really, really key thing to do. And just if you are experiencing any guilt about that, then just drop it. Know that you are just as worthy as everybody else. It will pay back in so many ways when you put yourself first for once, because you will just radiate all these circles of positivity from you by giving yourself some, some credit, actually. So that's the first thing. Um, 
you are worthy of the investment, time, energy, effort. Um, secondly, it's just remembering that your wardrobe can be an absolute source of joy. I open my wardrobe and I genuinely love it. It makes me happy. I see patterns and prints and textures and fabric and colours. And who doesn't want that? So it's lovely to every morning just to open the doors and see that and have that as your starting point. It's a great way to begin. And thirdly, I think it's just acknowledging that as women, we are constantly evolving. Nothing stays static for too long in our lifestyles. Um, and our lives and our bodies and we are subject to continual change and if you recognize that and accept it then you can also apply that to your wardrobe so probably what you're wearing now is not what you were wearing 10 years ago yeah. and probably won't be what you're wearing in 10 years time so it's about tuning into now really understanding where you're at and then making sure your wardrobe is an accurate reflection of the woman you are right now. Oh, I love it. So um, thank you very much for taking the time to talk to us. How can yeah. people find out more about you and the work you do? Well, that's very kind. On social media, you will find me under <laughs> Becky Barnstyle. And if you are searching for a website, it's beckybarnstyle.com. Um, and just please get in touch if you have any questions. There are no silly questions. Um, I will answer anything. Fabulous. So once again, thank you very much, Becky. And thanks everyone for listening. I hope you enjoyed our conversation as much as I did. If you're interested in finding out how you can work with me and how I can help you, then head over to my website, www.mummyonabreak.co.uk and click on work with me. Take care.